Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers looking all spiffy in his new loose tails cap. It's J.C. Cole from an undisclosed location in what we are told is New Jersey, but we don't know that to be true either. That that part's true, yes. <laughs> Although I do know that uh, Ben Ben Wolford has volunteered to come and help you with your overpopulation of deer. Overpopulation of deer, yes, that's wonderful. Yeah. You know, there's an <laughs> there's an interesting thing. Which why don't we just jump right into it? Okay. Okay. All right. So we have an over overpopulation of deer. You know it when you accidentally hit them with a tractor that you have trouble. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can say in 50-some years, maybe 57, I've never hit a deer with a tractor. Yeah. So um, here you can go and get a permit on the farm to uh, get a tag to take out deer if they're creating damage to to the agricultural system right okay you just have to you know like prove it and i have i mean you know i feed the chickens and i'm looking over and i have the deer eating my chicken feed right um so um you and you can actually get as many as you want um because we have such a problem here wait whoa whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa stop for a minute where are you feeding your chickens that the deer have access to it well, my chickens are free range, so they're outside in an electric fence, and the deer jump the electric fence. Where do they roost? Um, they roost in a, a trailer. Uh, what I've done is I've uh, taken a old travel trailer, stripped it out, and built it into a chicken roost with uh, 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 nesting boxes and everything. And there's and that not way room to feed it. them in there. Well, uh, there is, but then the deer actually go in the the roost. The deer don't <laughs> don't abide by the electric fence. No, they jump it because the electric fence is only four feet. You guys don't have this deer problem. You have to have an eight foot fence to keep deer out, and that's why you know it's very. If you want to put in a vegetable garden, you have to put up a deer fence. And, and of course, fencing is quite expensive. And what my great concern is, is that the majority yeah. of fencing that I know of is made in China. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right. I interrupted your path because I wanted to visualize how the deer were eating your chicken feet. Right. I actually have some pictures of it someplace in the archives. But <laughs> so, Or you could just go outside with your phone and take one. Yes, that, 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 that's true. <laughs> so, uh, so what... Uh, what the law says is that you can get a special um, um, nuisance permit. permit to shoot the deer, yep. but you can't you can't sell the meat, right? Okay, so how many deer do you need? You know, a month to eat. If wh- what do you do with the deer, right? So all of a you sudden, you can donate them to the local mission or the uh, homeless shelter. Well, I'm not so sure about that. You know what? Some states I, won't let you do that. You're right. 
So, you know, come on, you know, the, 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 the name libtard came for a reason. <laughs> Liberal retards. Okay. But here's something, and, and I was going to wait till the end of the thing, but I'm buying a freeze dry machine. We knew right? that. Right. And so that can store, you know, what happens with deer is you can only store the deer for so long in your freezer. Um, you know, how much room you have, you know, you, you know, you, you, you just can't pack it full of five or 10 deer, but you can freeze dry five or 10 deer. <clears throat> no, you know what you need? I have what you need. And it just happens to be your lucky day. Yesterday, Kelly took uh, pigs to Wahoo Locker, and I have one pig left. If you wanted to buy that pig on a custom butcher basis, I'll ship it to you so that you can use the pig to blend with the deer so that it's fit to eat. Ah, yes. I would actually prefer the pig not butchered (laughs) and maybe pregnant. (laughs) Oh, you want one of those? Uh, You're picking it up? (laughs) No, you know, because if you actually look at the preppers, there's five animals that you want on the homestead if we're going to have a supply chain collapse. And those are chickens, ducks, uh, rabbits, uh, milking goats, and pigs. And you go, why? Because every one of them exponentially multiplies. Yeah. Right. You know, and and, uh, speaking of which, uh, yesterday... I ended up having 20, what was it, 24 new baby chickens. They hatched. Oh, um, with your homemade incubator? Uh, well, it was more a homemade modified incubator. Yes. <laughs> I got it at Tractor Supply. Don't buy it at Tractor Supply. Go to Incubator Warehouse, and they have they have some very good ones there. Right. But, um, yes. So, so uh that, that's all happening right now with uh so I found a local guy that can butcher a deer and wrap it up for seventy five dollars what which is, sounds like my father in law yeah. who butchered animals for other people for seventy years he's eighty three and he felt guilty the first time he charged somebody a hundred dollars he I can't charge that much. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes, you can. They're spending two hundred and fifty dollars at the butcher shop per right. pig. Yes. And by the way, while we're on this, if you're you're in if you're in a populated area with deer, um, you better store the wrapping paper because how are you going to process a deer if you don't have the paper? And if the supply chain is is finished, what are you going to do? Well, I can te- be a testament to that because I I butchered uh, two 80-pound pigs not long ago. One of them went to Robert Farnham. The other one went in my freezer, and I put it in my freezer whole. That wasn't a good thing for marital harmony, JC, because I just ah. put it in, in like a big plastic bag. <laughs> and it's just in the way of everything because a whole 80-pound pig in the freezer just doesn't fit nicely. No, so, no, it doesn't. And uh, I you, thought you, it, you, cut it up. You must have missed that first part of marital harmony. <laughs> yes, dear. You're right. I, I made it thirty years, so. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, and um, 
Yeah, I did you get know, half of it cooked this week, and it, it's fantastic. Well, I think I think that's the way to go. Although um, I don't know, you know, uh, what uh, breed of pig to get because I don't want the big ones where I'm, you know, wrestling with a 600 pound pig. Um, mm-hmm. I'd rather have the smaller ones. Right. Um, um, and I don't know much about it, but I think a red wattle is a, a smaller pig. You can buy that story if you want. I'm not going to try to deter you. Well, you're the pig expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've had every breed under the sun and now I have only spots. So, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Okay. All right. They looked a little on the big side. Well, I don't have many that weigh 600. I have yeah. a lot that weigh 400. In terms of sows, I'm talking about sows, not growing hogs. Right. So why don't we just jump into what a crazy week it is again. Um, you know, and, and uh, uh, I, I I recommend everybody, you know, do a, a search for a TED Talk. Um, the actual title of the TED Talk is A Catastrophic Blackout is Coming uh, by Samuel Feinberg. Uh, he's from the Baylor School. And, and he talks about how, uh, how delicate our grid is. And this is, this is actually a couple of years old, but he also consistently uh, repeats, we are terrible at listening to warnings about disaster. You know, as humans, we, we, we are, we are terrible listening to warnings about disaster, right? And you just see it happening everywhere and people yeah. look at you like, a deer in the headlights. By the way, we have a lot of that here. We always come back to the deer. We'll be back with more Servant Talk 101 with J.C. Cole after this. Right away today, I want to calm the fears, folks. We have a food system that's in place. The best way to ensure your own family's safety is to know the the farmer that's producing your food or grow it yourself. That's even better yet. Full details about how you can be comforted, how you can be empowered, how you can stand up for the truth about a free and fed America comes from Protect the Harvest, continuing to be on the cutting edge of information and empowerment. I think that's something we just came up with that's pretty cool. Cutting edge of information and empowerment. More details at protecttheharvest.com. Welcome back. Grant Lewis alongside J.C. Cole. I've been banned from just about everything, JC. It's amazing that uh, anybody's hearing us right now. Earlier today, this very day, I tried to log on my across the pond like normal, and my Gmail would not load. This wouldn't load. You know, yeah. I've been ban- I am now banned from YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and I thought, what the heck? Now I can't even get on Gmail. And I got, I thought, well, this computer's bogged down, so I got another computer. And then I got my phone. I couldn't log on. I had a heck of a time getting on across the pond, and I finally figured it out. So your catastrophic blackout with my little mini crisis, which was not a crisis at all in the big picture, and my producer for Trent on the Loose, who's Andrew Southwick in Florida, 
he had for the second time in 30 days he's had a complete blackout in florida where he, he had no internet no electricity i mean what you're talking about and i liken it to this i i don't remember a horse bucking me off <laughs> this is that's part of the sentence don't just stop there i do remember a horse bucking me off one time i don't remember two times i don't remember the horse bucking me off but what i that's don't happy. remember <laughs> is is the whole, every time that you get bucked off, there was at minimum three warnings that this horse is going to buck, and you choose to ignore them. Yes, and and if you look, look, it is just one solar flash, and our telecommunications goes down. You know, or just one cyber attack. I think we're getting. If, if correct, we're getting between 20 and 40 million cyber attacks a day, right? So it's just one, and, and that, that's it. So one thing that I recommend is to have um, shortwave, you know, and, and uh, come on. It, a a Baofang portable shortwave is $30. You can't afford $30. You have much greater problems than telecommunications. Um uh, the only issue with that is that the only people you can talk to on shortwave are people who house will have a shortwave radio. Well, that means that the general um, <clears throat> the general uh, IQ of the people you're talking to is dramatically <laughs> improved. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> right. And actually, that might be one of the things is go find a local ham guy um, and yeah, uh, be able be able to get. And, uh, Trent on the loose on the uh, on uh, shortwave because the system will go down. It's guaranteed to go down. You know, it's guaranteed we will get a solar flash. Right? We just don't know when. And this is what's m- most amazing is nobody or the majority of people are just not taking any action. It's overdue. The experts say it's overdue. And the last time it happened uh, where it was catastrophic was 1859. And they're supposed to happen maybe every 100 to 150 years. So we're overdue. And when it happens now, we lose electricity, telecommunications, water treatment. And and so we know this is going to happen. Um, I'm not well versed on what happened in 1859 when that occurred. You you are well versed? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Okay. Well, it's basically a... called the Carrington events, where the sun fired off a series of uh, coronal mass ejections. You know, the sun gets upset just like everybody else, and that um, this, when you look at the flares coming off the sun, they're rated in in power, and so the highest power is an X level. And this was uh, estimated in X40 to 44. And it just, um, we had, we didn't have telecommunications at that time, except for um, uh, Morse code. And, um, and those uh, lines heated up and melted and caught some of the Morse code uh, uh, signaling locations on fire. Um, so we we know it's going to happen, and for some reason, now uh, that might be tinfoil. I'm going to 
have to line this new Trent on the Loose hack with tinfoil, um, that uh, our grid has been left unhardened for 40 years. We, we've known about it for 40 years. Well, you left out the fact that a year after our last solar blast, we started a civil war in the United States and haven't been the same since. There are a bunch of bunch of things, and actually, even more concerning is um, that in eighteen fifty nine is when our magnetic poles started to wander. After this solar blast, the South Pole magnetic and the North Pole magnetic started to move slowly. And well, we're told that's happening now. Yeah, well, it's been going on since that event. And Since now 1859? Yeah, 1859. And and that that um, uh, uh, originally it was small or slow, and now it's speeding up where these things are moving, you know, um, uh, uh, like 10 miles a year. And what happens is if they join, which looks like it'll be in the Indian Ocean, we will get what's known as a magnetic pole flip. So the North Pole will go to the um, uh, negative and the South Pole will go positive. Which is why and, they tell me, the, some people are trying to tell me why the migratory fowl were flying the wrong direction at the wrong time of the year this winter. Well, we, we know that our magnetosphere, um, which is kind of like our shields that protect it, you know, like Scotty, yeah. uh, you know, put up the shields, is the weakest we've ever seen. So we don't necessarily have to get a X40 uh, uh, solar flare. We can get maybe an X20 or an X10. And we know that I think it was 2013, the sun fired off a killer. And actually, there's a nickname for it. It's called the kill shot. Um, that uh, the, the sun fired off a, a, a killer coronal mass ejection, just fortunately not towards Earth. It went out towards Mars So, at that time. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking. All right, and so th this is real. This is a real threat. Why wouldn't you want a pig right now to get ready for all this? It seems well, like you I should would. say, Trent, ship me a pig. Ship, ship me a pig frozen. Well... Well, um, that, that the last part frozen is a little bit tough because our freezers are full. <laughs> and, and, All that and, deer? Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, they're just full with all kinds of other stuff. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, it, it's one of those, uh, actually, I have a neighbor who raises pigs. They're not spots, but they are, they are good. And I could just drive down two miles and get a pig. Right, it pleasure. doesn't seem nearly as adventuresome as me sending you one. Well, that part's true. Yes. Right. So, um, so we're, what's amazing is that our government, what we just spent was $5 trillion on this COVID adventure. And, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're sending, I don't know, where are we? $130 billion to Ukraine. And we couldn't spend ten billion to harden our own grid. Come on, people, wake up! All right, the the U.S. Congress is compromised. 
And, and uh, Here, here's what I don't understand is, is yes, Congress has compromised, but why are we the people just letting them get away with not protecting us for the future? And it makes no sense to me. Well, I, I think what happens is awareness. That's one. You know, most people, you know, some people you go, hey, it's an EMP and they go, what's an imp? I mean, it's like, no, it's an electronic magnetic pulse. But didn't you, uh, you know, didn't you um, watch any of the (laughs) X-Files? So so that's one is awareness. You know, some people are jumping up and down, you know, spinning ivory dust at this. You know, like Jonathan Holman is just constantly saying, look, here's the data Our our grid is totally unprotected and when it goes and even worse is what what happens is a a magnetic wave or an emp right creates electricity into our electric system or all the high tension wires we have and that extra electricity feeds back and blows up our large transformers very simple and we don't make large transformers anymore we we shipped it off uh, out of country so yeah. not only do we not have the electricity to make them, we don't have the facility to make them. Roll route, J.C. Cole, second half after this. Now let's talk about energy, and in particular, we're talking about coal. You know, Jason Bohr is going to be my guest on Trent on the Loose Friday this week. He's the president and CEO of Lignite Energy, and we everybody talks about clean energy. I think that was a mistake. I don't want pollution. Don't under, misunderstand me. I do not want pollution. But CO2, sulfur oxide, nitrous oxide, they're elements of nature. We're trying to go to zero emissions. That's a mistake. We have energy from coal because it's abundant, because it's reliable, and because it's affordable. Lignite.com for details. Welcome back, Trent Loose, alongside J.C. Cole, Rural Route to the program. Your freezer's full. I think that's where we were. I still got hog yeah. to get rid of. How, I, you're not helping me here. The, 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 uh, the freezer's full, but we were talking about EMPs. So let's uh, electronic magnetic pulse. There are three ways that it can happen. One is from the sun. We know this. It's overdue, and there's no way that we could... Uh, you know, prevent the sun from doing that, right? It's coming. We just don't know when. Right. The second way is a high altitude nuclear blast. So that means anybody that can uh, put up um, a nuke up in the upper atmosphere can potentially turn off the electricity in America. If you watch the, the movie series, uh, called Jericho. It, it's all about that. Right. And then the third way is Tesla technology. Okay. So they tell us that we don't have Tesla technology or it doesn't work to create energy. But then the U.S. Air Force comes out and says, well, they do have Tesla technology to create an EMP. So they're lying to us one more time, right? <clears throat> that they have the ability to get free energy or actually very inexpensive energy, um, and they're not doing that. They're not allowing it, okay? And this is part of the whole battle going on on the world right now is the control of oil and petroleum. So so if we looked at it, um, we know the U.S. Air Force has it because they came out and told us, 
We know the Russians have it because they gave us an example of it where the USS Donald Cook was in the Black Sea. I think it was either 2013 or 14, right? And the Russians flew over with two MiGs, unarmed. You know, we could sense that they were unarmed, so we didn't have a catastrophe. And they turned on their Tesla technology and turned off our Aegis-class destroyer, which is the top class. Just turned it off. And the joke was it's the it wasn't the Donald uh, USS Donald Cook. It was the USS Donald Duck floating in the middle, uh, totally turned off and floating in the middle of the Black Sea. Like a sitting duck, literally. Correct. Right. And the Russians were being, I would say, quite polite. Yes, we have this technology. Stop harassing us. Right. And then uh, if you remember, there were at least two U.S. ships. Navy ships that turned off in, in um, I think, the South China Sea. So it looks like the Chinese also have it, right? If you remember, one, a U.S. military ship got hit by a container ship. Uh, you know how slow container ships are? That's like you getting ran down by a turtle. You know, uh, so anyway, so, so the technology exists to turn off our grid. So why is it that they haven't hardened it? And they come out with babbling, you know, uh, horse manure uh, 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 on why they couldn't do it. No, the U.S. government, the, the U.S. Congress is compromised. All you have to do is look at the, uh, you know, uh, the Epstein files and you can see how they got compromised. So it, it's it's really that simple. So what can you do? Well, be be ready to be able to produce your own electricity for the necessities that you need, such as if you have a well um you know to be able to pump water which leads to the next issue you know 87 percent of americans are on municipal water what happens when the uh when the electricity goes out then 87 percent of americans no longer have potable water i'd say we're in a bit of uh, a pickle right so so this is where we're at that's a serious pickle really that is a pick. Yes. Yeah. And um, so so now we look at, you know, the insanity going on, you know, uh, you know, just this week. Let's see. The, a, a truck carrying 40,000 pounds of contaminated soil from East Palestine train derailment crashes and dumps the soil. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. Right. More I'm than wondering if you're going to bring up the Texas dairy fire. You're jumping ahead of me. Oh, okay. I'll just sit here. I'll wait. So we'll just go right to that one. Explosion at a dairy farm uh, reinvigorates conspiracy food supply theories being destroyed. Well, I don't know Uh, if it's a conspiracy theory. I have, I mentioned Ben earlier. I got a call yesterday. Thank you, Ben. Um, That apparently, because he knew somebody locally wanted to get me information because it has the appearance of being suspicious, but it's apparent last night. The last note I got from him was that uh, they have a methane digester at that dairy, which makes sense because they had 18,000 cows. I got to tell you, I, I've i been a part of two animal cleanups after a fire. It, it, it's just excruciating. Think about the pain these animals are going through when 18,000 dairy cows burn up in a fire. 
But it appears, JC, that there was a malfunction in the methane digester, which led to that explosion. Yes, and and here's the here's the crux of the matter. That's that first of all, what are we doing with eighteen thousand cows in one location? You know, we we we're letting our entire or the majority of our food supply based on economics of scale, mm-hmm. and now we look at the the the, the problem. Um, the problem is that if the if the supply chain collapses for any reason, the majority of Americans don't have food supply. Yes, maybe the guys have cattle, but they don't have corn, right? Maybe, you know, um, or or some of the other necessities. Where's all the vegetables? The vegetables are in California. So are the yeah. nuts and the fruits. But 80% <laughs> are grown in the Salinas Valley. You missed my nuts and fruits joke. No, no, I, I didn't. I was, yeah, I, right. no, I didn't. Okay, so more than 2,000 people were told to evacuate after Inferno engulfs Indiana plastic recycling plant. Okay, that's pretty easy to, to catch on fire, uh, you know. But there you go. You've got to be able to re- move quickly in this day and age. You know, you, you might have to bug out with five minutes notice. Yeah. And that's what a 72-hour pack is. And that's like you. Well, however difficult it is, you train yourself always to have half a tank of gasoline in the vehicle. Not saying anything, Trent. I, I got to say, that's been the biggest transformation, and I'm going to give you some credit for that. I, I historically would run a vehicle until that light is on dinging at me saying, Trent, don't be dumb. Pull over. Fill me up. <clears throat> and now anytime I stop and I'm at a half a tank, I'm topping it off because I don't know when the next half a tank is going to show up. That that That's correct. So that goes to prove that old dog can learn new tricks you got that right except during the halftime break i got chewed out because apparently i left the gate open in the horse pen and there was like nine horses running in the yard well okay so you haven't reached perfection yet correct i I mean some old dog tricks are still there right so then we get let's see walmart abandons abandons unprofitable chicago store after investing hundreds of millions and you're know, like, okay, so we're watching our major cities implode. And 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 stop with the blame game. Yes, okay, they're all democratically run. But but the issue is that it's our cities and they're getting invaded. You know, they're basically getting destroyed from a combination of different areas, including fentanyl, which is being shipped in by, you know, the mainland, uh, the CCP. So we're under attack and we're not doing anything about it. Right. I think if you know, listen, if you're if you're caught smuggling um, fentanyl, I, I think you should be executed. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so Whole Foods flagship store. So it's first. Um, was it? Uh, it's in Austin, uh, Texas. Uh, it, it, it's, it's moving out of. Uh, no, the, the, the flagship store is in uh, San Francisco, and they're shutting oh, really? their doors. Really? Yeah, apparently their uh, employees don't feel safe coming to work. Oh, how could that be? I have no idea. Right. Right, and then uh, Howell Turner um, put up a, an interesting article, and this is where I started from. Um, 
You know, he, he actually puts it. What's what's the big deal about de-dollarization, right? And and he shows an example of a of a sandwich in New York City, a ham and cheese sandwich selling for twenty nine dollars. Yeah, mm. you know, and, and this is what I said. The whole world runs on the U.S. dollar, and now is stopping. See, so all uh, those dollars. Uh, uh, uh. I'm trying to get you ham before these prices go through the roof. I'm trying to help. Right. Right. I, and you can I, pay I me in silver if you like. Well, I'll pay you with uh, chicks. <laughs> <laughs> right. no, that's not that sounds human. problematic. <laughs> right, right. That's not human trafficking. Baby chicken. Baby chicken. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I talk about human trafficking. Tomorrow on Trent on the Loose, just as a little plug, don't miss this one. It's really good. Okay. I, oh, yeah, I'm just going to give a teaser, JC, because okay. uh, Stephanie, who I had a fantastic conversation with, had just returned from going to see the CDC because she's in this whole trafficking scenario and educating people. And her first question to the CDC was, what's your emergency plan when a bunch of zombies show up? <laughs> it's not a joke because I'm, no. I'm telling you, you, you know, you're the one who brought this whole predictive programming thing to light. We've been told there's a zombies going to show up. They're going to show up. And if you go, I was in New Orleans a month ago. Brian Thompson and I were talking about this yesterday. If you see the people who are laying around the homeless they act and look completely different than they did five years ago, 10 years ago. They, they're just, it's a, something is going on. And I think you nailed it. I think it's fentanyl. I think it's the drugs have just taken over and it's a much bigger deal than anybody wants to talk about. I went to the border and talked about it. Now look, the only thing I'm not yeah. banned from is talking to you. JC Cole, last segment, roll out right after this. Now let's talk about the most wholesome food you can find, and that is Certified Piedmontese. Get more details about the Certified Piedmontese opportunity. That's what it is, an opportunity for you, the consumer, to know who, where, and how is producing the nation's food supply. And in this case, we're talking about the plethora of protein, primarily beef, the data says that these Piedmontese cattle are tender because of the myostatin gene that's naturally present. There's nothing inserted. It's just what they have. That's why they're double-muscled cattle. And when they're double-muscled, their fibers are more tender, which means you require less chewing. Certified Piedmontese works for the producers. It works for the consumer. You just need to come on board. Don't miss the boat. CertifiedPiedmontese.com. See how quickly I stole that from J.C.? Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside JC Cole. He, uh, apparently we're going to have to do Wednesdays as two hours because he's bringing all these notes for the show prep. And we haven't even got to his favorite part yet, which is this week in history. So I don't know how quick we're going to get there, JC. Oh, no. We're going to get there. Right. I'm going to squeeze it in. Right. So, so, uh, actually this week in history, you know, I, I don't mean to pick out the, the, the the appropriate things, but okay, April tenth, eighteen fifteen, Mount Tambora, uh, in the Dutch East Indies, uh, has a cataclysmic um, cataclysmic uh, eruption. 
right? And it killed 71,000 people and started to create what would be known as like a global volcanic winter. In other words, it starts to block out the sun and you can't grow much. All right. Well, now we see a very large volcano going off in Kamchatka uh, in Russia. Well, that's not going to affect us directly. But if we see um, if the sun starts acting up, it affects our Earth and it affects our inner core and starts to have um, a volcanic eruptions. And then, you know, and, and so the only thing you can do is learn how to build a garden. But here's a, here's another so one. And this is before a, we move on to another one. In 1815, this massive volcano, 71,000. That's a that's a ton of people in 1815. Um, right. Was that directly related to driving SUVs? I think it was um, a pre- predictive programming that it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that this one beats the Galveston hurricane, which I thought was a bad deal in 1900. All right, go ahead. So, so April 10th, 1816. Not many people will know. Uh, the Second Bank of the U.S. is chartered by President Madison for 20 years. In other words. Uh, this was the um, basically giving a private bank the right to create our currency. And what ended up happening, let's see, 20% was owned by the federal government, but 4,000 private investors, um, which represented 80% of the bank, including 3,000 Europeans, it basically gave the control of our currency to the Europeans and it lasted for 20 years. And then, um, well, there was a big fight. Um, um, uh, uh, I think it was, um, Jackson, Andrew Jackson, uh, was the one who came in and refused to allow it to have, um, a renew its charter. And of course that was the first attempted assassination of an American president. Right hmm. now, where are we exactly there? The Federal Reserve is a foreign-owned bank. It's also locally owned, too. But that's a private bank that's been controlling our currency since 1913. Right? And, and it leads into another thing. So, so April 14th, 1912, the Titanic sinks. World's Largest ocean liner hits an iceberg, reportedly hits an iceberg, right, off Newfoundland and sinks. Okay. Why is that important? Well, on that, okay, the, the, the story behind it is that we had many elites on there um, who were going to have a meeting with J.P. Morgan, and it was leaving from um, either England or Ireland. And and that J.P. Morgan, coincidentally, missed the boat and that you had uh, John Astor IV, who was one of the richest Americans and the richest uh, New Yorkers, uh, Guggenheim and also Strauss, who created Macy's, all on the boat. These were all powerful men, all from New York, who were against creating a Federal Reserve. They just happened to die at the in the Titanic, just coincidentally. And one year later, 
the Federal Reserve comes into into being. This is the battle we're we're um, we're uh, uh, fighting. And now, yes, I know there's a conspiracy theory, or maybe just a conspiracy, that the Titanic was actually the Olympia its sister ship that had an accident uh, on its first voyage where it broke the spine of the, uh, of the ship and it was no longer insurable. So it could have been an insurance fraud also, but they switched out the ships to the, uh, uh, to the Olympia, right? And then sunk it. And by chance, we got the Federal Reserve, which has controlled the world's reserve currency for about 100 years and has never been audited. Never. There's no audit of the Federal Reserve, so nobody can say what the, how much how much money is out there in U.S. dollars. And now that is beginning to come to an end. And we see, um, uh, was it 40 or 50 countries now moving away from the dollar? And that dollar is going to come back um, and and compete with our our uh, salaries, which means basically hyperinflation. So I never understood and, and took for granted. You know, I've been on four continents and it doesn't matter what country I've been in. You can have the local currency or you can pay an American dollar. And people have always been happy to have the American dollar. I think Correct. that's gone. I think that's gone. I, I bet you right. if you're in Australia, they don't even want the American dollar. You can't do anything with it now. Right. If you look at it, at the end of World War II, we had the majority of the world's gold. Why? Because we we, we were the production machine and we weren't being attacked on our uh, on our, um, you know, our, our our ground. So we weren't being physically destroyed. So we supplied all the other countries with mm-hmm. with uh, arm, you know, with the military uh, supplies and took their gold. So we had something like 80% of the world's gold reportedly at that time and that we exchanged, we, we, we backed the dollar with gold. And so we would lend in uh, all of those countries dollars. And the saying was the dollar is good as gold, right? Well, Nixon took us off the gold standard in uh, 1971, uh, August 15th. And since then, they ran the printing presses. So, so we've got a real, real problem because you know it's not it's not where's the beef, it's where's the gold, and that's another thing. Fort Knox has not been uh, audited since Eisenhower. That was a while ago. Yeah, this is just a tad. So are you are you telling me that the original miss the, the boat is from the Titanic and J.P. Morgan? That's where the saying originates from. Well, I would I would think so. Makes you sense. Know, I never thought about it. Right, and and not to bring in other things, but if you go all the way to the, back to ancient Greece, you had the Titanic and the Olympia. So you had the Titans and the Olympians, and the Olympians went down. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> so, wow. so, all right. So, so just a couple of other blurbs. Donald Trump came out on during the Easter uh, vacation and said and tweeted World War Three. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. Okay. Well, yeah, a lot of us know this. 
Um, but a lot of us don't do anything about it, right? So that gets back to how we started started with, we are terrible at listening to warnings about disaster. Well, everybody knows, right? I mean, all the predictions are in World War III, the United States homeland is now going to be attacked. Right? And so, so it's very simple to take down our electric grid. Very simple. And you don't even need a nuclear weapon. So, no, you just need to let um, millions of illegals cross the border of Mexico come into the country, young males from Iran, China, and Russia. That's all you need to do. Oh, wait, we've done that. Right. It only takes nine uh, or nine substations to go down, and that only takes a, a deer hunting rifle and a couple of guys per substation. It's very simple to do, and it's been reported numerous times. So, the BBC. Uh, yesterday reports reported um, that NATO special forces troops are operating in Ukraine. So that's World War Three. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, who, who voted to have uh, U.S. troops who are in NATO in Ukraine? Right, Nobody. So, so, right. This is just a, a, a mess. And actually, if we watch gold hit um this morning it was at two thousand two dollars an ounce and silver was at twenty five. All right, which is indication that it's still being controlled because inflation for food was at ten percent for March. You know, and, and and what what will happen is you look at the gold silver ratio, and we don't have enough time to go into it, but it's basically at eighty. When silver and gold are used as a monetary metals, the ratio is at 15, which means basically silver will go up five times what gold goes up. And it looks like gold is going to go up five times or more. I'm not a financial advisor, um, but I am a metal advisor, right? Lead, copper, <laughs> right? Um, silver, gold. So, so... So the ratio is key to watch. When that starts to drop, you you know things are are heating up, right? And and uh, um, one of the ways to protect yourself against a uh, dollar collapsing are precious metals. It doesn't mean it's perfect, but of course, if you're off the grid and you have food, well, what do you even need precious metals for? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Ten seconds. Well, I, I go back to hey, listen. Um, you know, uh, we are we are terrible at listening to warnings of disaster. We see it across the board. But uh, just this week, I mean, I went to Dollar Tree and bought a whole bunch of seeds for uh, 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 two hundred packs of seeds for like thirty five dollars, right? And 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 I, you know, and and I hatched a bunch of chicks and uh, and I'm buying a freezer. So you can do a lot. And he refuses to take a pig, even though I'm trying to get rid of one. We've successfully journeyed down the road, connecting food producers to food consumers. For J.C. Cole, I'm Trent Lewis. Both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. And I finally want to close up with the most noble of causes. It's the Wall of Honor. And I've told you day in, day in and day out what I like about it. Not only does it include the veterans... The active duty men and women of the military, it includes the 
service, first service responders. We don't say thank you enough to our EMTs, our firefighters, the emergency staff that holds our community together in a time of need. The Wall of Honor does. Thewallofhonor.org for full details. First responders, thank you.